AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode of the Fighting Cop Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Samuel Peters, who sadly passed away recently. He was only 29 and a massive Spurs fan. His father, Steve, is the founder of East Kent Spurs and has done a lot to organise Spurs fans getting to the ground. From the East Kent area, um, we'd just like to pass on our thoughts and prayers to the family and, and hope you get through this very difficult time. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Episode 11, season 6 of the Fighting Got Podcast. I'm Flav today. I'm here with Callum Rudge. We've got Billy. Hey. And we've got Felonius Filth. How's everyone doing? Everyone not bad, happy? Not bad, not bad. Happy. happy. Another win. Yeah, not just any kind of win. It was a completely dom- the most dominant one nil win I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah. A one nil domination. Yeah, it was an absolute um, amazing performance, and we'll go into that. There was some people quite critical as well. Again, we, we'll go into that as well. well. What's the name of the um, chili bloke? You absolutely pinochet them. That's it. Pinochet. <laughs> <them. laughs> yeah, it was a complete Mugabeing uh, of the uh, Sunderland team. Idiot. I mean, we pole potted them. <laughs> Absolutely, these two are too cultural for us. Anything yeah. else? Any other horrible dictators? Uh, Castroed. They got Castroed. Absolutely, right. Castro is good. The force, the force are good in some ways. Oh, because he's the socialist. Yeah. Well, is that what you're into? Socialist rebellion. Um, no, just take it to the man. All right. Tells you a lot about the uh, education system. I was actually head of history in my school for like two years, but I don't know any dictators. Hitler probably probably leave that one alone. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Billy, for coming down. Callum, um, we had right. we had sickness in the ranks at the fighting cock. Um, Alex, lasagna, just being a pussy. Um, Ricky's just I don't know. He's just he's got the fucking sniffles and he's a bit poorly. Yeah, yeah, a little bit poorly. Uh, and he moans at me for saying poorly. He doesn't like me saying that. He says like, some, something you used to say to a child. But when you act like a child, then maybe you get know, treated like one. Get treated like Absolutely. one, little bitch. Um, T, thanks again for coming back. No you, you're, you're very tired, aren't you? I, I, I am and very. Can he keep you up? Um, yeah, I said to Flav that um, you know when you when there's a child in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> that's not so fucking wrong. That sounds wrong, but um, you don't really sleep. Because you always got one ear open in case they start crying and stuff. In case someone so. comes. <laughs> <laughs> got my baseball bat already. Sorry. So I'm about a bit tired, yeah. But. All right, fair enough. Well, um, actually, quick quick thank you. We went, went through our Snapchats. We haven't done it uh, since a couple of episodes uh, ago. Uh, big thank you to... Um, we're just going to call him Mr. Hopkins. Yeah, Mr. Hopkins. Who uh, sent us... Um, um, well... Explicit content. Yeah. And you know, there's there's more to life than explicit content. Um, yeah. But as four healthy men, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we can appreciate some of the f- f- fine yeah. things people get yeah. up to. Yeah, exactly. That, that yeah, absolutely. Quite... I think that, that was a restaurant quality Snapchat that he sent to us. Yeah, it was great. And great technique. 
Yeah. Great yeah. technique. Yeah. She, she was a learned. She was very learned. Experienced. Newer onions and other vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all we'll say about that. But thank you, Mr. Hopkins, for sending that. And everyone else who sent in their Snapchats that weren't as interesting. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, well, let's quickly get Monaco out of the way because obviously we lost that game. I think. Um, I think we were unlucky. I thought Monaco were excellent. Um, what they did, they set up shop and, and, and hit us on the counter twice. Got two goals that were against the run of play. But I think by and large, we, you know, given the couple of chances at the beginning, Son probably should have done a little bit better. Kane went through and, 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 and should have finished. Definitely, yeah. But how do you feel? Do you feel like we can get out of this group, Billy? Um, you know, I don't think it's a complete reason to be despondent. I think basically what it was was like a huge wake-up call. Um, I think we found out very quickly that any mistake at that Champions League level you are going to get punished and I think I was probably guilty of thinking that um, it was going to be an easier game than it turned out to be because uh, Monaco started the season really well at the top of the French League mm. and I think in t- parts of the game we were getting schooled by them really I mean we did come back into it in the second half and we definitely dominated but I think it was a real lesson for our young players Paul Cowell looked tidy didn't he, yeah, back, he did, back yeah, to, I, suppose. Could, I mean I'm not saying he's going to get back to <clears> the days of him scoring you know, goals every game but he, he did look good and we're going to have to worry when we go back to Monaco certainly wasn't the same team that we played last season yeah yeah, 4-1 uh, we beat him last season so. uh, come on leaps and bounds haven't they yeah I think um, I mean, Bardi made a very good point last week that it's probably the bad time to, to play Monaco because I want to talk about that by the way about him or that just about that whole pod Okay, yeah. but let's carry on with the Monaco. We're still that first. I just have to get that on record. <laughs> but um, but no, you made a very good point. That they started the season early doors. I think they played in the Champions League qualifying stages, so they were a lot more ready than we are. It still, feels, still feels like we're in pre-season. Um, but on the flip side of that, we've got Seska um, next week, and it's not really the dead of Russian winter. So we got lucky there. So it's kind of um, you know swings and roundabouts from, from that point of view. I think if we lose that game, uh, we need to win one of our away games now, definitely. To yeah. Yeah. When was the last time we won an away game in Europe? Carabag. Was Carabag? Was yeah, it? Was, yeah. Because oh. me and Flavor reckon our brains, and I said Shamrock, and we were reminded that it was Carabao. We, we lost the first game in the Champions League last time, though, didn't we? we still, did we was the Inter Milan game the first no, game? It's no, no, no. Better no. Bremen. But we, we lost to Inter, didn't we? And we then we ended up top in the group. So. No, Van der Waal got sent off against 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bremen away. And that, made him, and that made him suspended for the Inter away game that Bell done there. Okay, so yeah, last week. Um, so I was away for one week. Yes, you were. Yes, um, and it's not the. It isn't. The, the, it wasn't the sound quality because that can't be helped. We weren't here. We didn't have the right mic. We uh, Barty brilliantly had to make do and and, and, and put some equipment together. Mm. Um, and it was your, your mic. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. Be careful. It sounded my shit. It, was, it sounded wasn't your mic. Shit. It wasn't my mic. No, it wasn't my mic. It was your Tascam. Whatever it was, it was shit. Thanks for sorting us out. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, my issue was the. Uh, the fucking board of food, the cheese board, oh, the or whatever. veritable cornucopia of food. What the? I thought it was I, glorious. So I'm away for one week, and we throw out all the principles of, of which this podcast has been built upon. <laughs> do we? Is that what we do? We put the little meat platter thing. Yeah. Now, so. What the fuck here now? We're, we're Tottenham, right? When we record and talk about football, everything around us has to be in line with what Tottenham are. What other football club do you think would do would have a, a nice smorgasbord? Yep. <laughs> yep. What, You're fucking right. What other football club? I can't. I won't say that. Yep. You won't say it, but we all know what the answer is. Yep. But you know what? Do you know, do you know how that happened, though? What? Flav suddenly remembered it a fucking holiday. A few days before the podcast goes out. I says, oh, by the way, I'm out of the fucking country next week. I mean... Mm. You know, I mean, it's touche. So, so, so there. But you I think make Bardi make this fucking array of really fine and, and what looked like beautiful food. 
He didn't make him do that. He could have brought in a fucking McDonald's like any other decent human being. McDonald's is well, bad. not McDonald's. You know what I mean. I like, like the way you've brought it back now with this week with uh, lager and pornographic Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Billy, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is what's better, smorgasbord or porn and and beer? Exactly. Yeah. What would you rather have in your life? Do you like would you would you like fine cuts of, of ham or, or or whatever the fuck it else or sausage, or would you like porn and beer? Porn that only lasts for seven seconds and disappears into the thin air. Mm. <laughs> like, we'll never, we'll never see that again. <laughs> the shame lasts forever, though. <laughs> uh, the shame of enjoying it. Yeah. So, uh, Sunderland, um, let's move on to that because... Uh, do you know what I want to start with? I'm so surprised, but Son's performance. Yeah. It was it was from That's the first standing. minute. Just ripped it up. He's like, he's like a man reborn. I mean, have you seen the article from um, Bochettino about how... He spoke to him at length and during the summer. Um, he, he said Son actually wanted to leave. And yeah. po- can Poch actually talked to him to stay and he came back early. Well, obviously the Olympics when he got knocked out, he came back. And then he came back early from international duties, worked extra hard. And um, he's a player that you wanted to see. I know you weren't overly impressed with him last season. Oh, but this season he's a player who we spent £22 million on. Yeah. I think it's nice as well because, you know, traditionally under Pochettino, a lot of our whip comes from like the, the full-backs. Rose and uh, Walker, but it was good to have like an actual winger who took on players all the time. I think he did more successful take ons or something than any other player this year, this uh, week. So yeah, it was really good to see so him just taking someone on. You know, and you know what was interesting? He gave us an, a different dimension because our, our inside forwards typically are forced to cut in mm-hmm. given the way that the game is now. But he went on the outside maybe three or four times. That their their right back Danao didn't have a, a clue what was going on. Yeah, he got bugged early on, and especially when we don't have Rose as well. And yeah, so he had to provide that whip because it's the only way it was going to come from the left. And he crosses from with his left boot. Or he's, I don't cold, know if he's ambi- ambidextrous or, or not. I don't know if he can kick with both feet equally well. But he his his crosses were amazing. It, certainly in that first half, he took two superb crosses in. Yeah. Kane done brilliantly for the first for the second one where he managed to hit the target. First one, he probably should have put his net on it. Mm. But um, yeah, I was just, I was so impressed and I wasn't expecting it at all. And what about I think his corners? What about his corners his in cor- the first half? More of the best corners I've seen from a Tottenham team in 10 years. Mm. Not even exaggerating. They, maybe, they, they maybe, maybe corners were so good. Was you surprised that he started again? Well, it was interesting because Ericsson and Lamella didn't start the game. And I put a tweet out, no one answered it. Happens a lot, but you don't get used to it. <laughs> um, now that must be the first time in at least since they've all joined that the Bale seven mm. none of them started the game. Yeah, because always at least one of them starts the game, and on, on Sunday must be about the first time since they all joined that none of them started. Um, when we first saw the line, like, we were all trying to figure it out. We had the tongue on that left back, or was it was it a back three? We didn't really know. Mm. But especially after Son's display against Monaco, which wasn't very great, mm. I think it, it, it's telling that he played extra well in that game. And, yeah, um, I think he did well. He did well. And Pochettino obviously likes him because he didn't have to play some. I don't think he no, could have not. easily found a solution for that left-hand side in other players, and and he trusted him. I thought Son was okay against Monaco. I thought he was pretty good. I just thought he was the. I think you said he had a ground tee. I think he was the easy substitution. We needed to make mm. the change, and he was the easy one to make. Mm. Um, I thought Son did okay. You know, he had the chance. I think he had a couple of other. Tried to make some other things as well. Um, I thought, you know, Son. Someone's. I always really like him. He's, he's so suited to the Premier League. I think because mm. he's just quick. He's direct. He is completely suited to the league. He was just missing an assist or a goal, weren't he? And he nearly got it when he hit the yeah. post in the second half. Um, I think he had four and four before that, you know? Yeah, yeah. he had four games in a row. Because he scored against um, Chelsea in the famous Battle of the Bridge, Southampton. Newcastle. Yeah, so did he score that? Or was that Lamello who scored in that game? 
Newcastle. Yeah, but no, he's got a fairly decent scoring record at Tottenham. Well, yeah, I think his his actual finishing and his technique at striking the ball is under underrated. He's yeah, he he hits the ball so hard and. Um, it's a difficult thing to do and get on target and keep control of the ball. He just does it. I think we've got. And it, I'm trying my hardest not to get caught up in the in in a couple of performances, but I think we've got a player that we didn't realise we had. And sometimes, because I, I, one of the places I really wanted us to strengthen was that left hand side. I thought we were desperately short. Really, you know, Chadley left. I didn't think Chadley was actually that you know good enough for where we want to be. So I thought that we would need to sign that left winger. We bought and could do in, but God knows whenever if if we will ever see him or if he's good enough to play for us and he'd be anything other than a squad player. But I felt like we're short there, and if Son can maintain this form, then we're clearly not. We're, we're fucking fine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Son had, had, had a great game, and do you think he starts now? He, he can't after these couple of performances, Bill. Yeah, I mean, I would put him in the team. Um, I mean, I, I imagine he's horrible to defend against because he's, you know, you can't really show him onto a weaker foot because he doesn't really have one. Um, it's just a bit of good, good to have direct pace. So you know, I'm all for starting him at the moment. I think it was interesting as well because the Sunderland were among the worst teams I've ever seen. I think they're the worst team I've seen in a few good few years. Yeah, like that, they, they were shit, but it made because they were they played within themselves so much. It was very difficult for us to create space. Mm-hmm. Actually. It looked difficult, but we continued to do it over and over again. I think we had something like 28 shots in total. And most so it, of it did come through Sun stretching them. It's a, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. a unique ch- talent to be able to create opportunity in, in areas where there's so little space. And it was impressive. And something that, dare I say, Ericsson hasn't been able to do. Yeah. You know, It was very frustrating against Monaco, actually. Um, and... Um, I know we're going to get pelters for slagging off Ericsson again, but I feel that what? against. Just saying what we saw. I'm, I'm just saying what I saw. I think against Monaco, there were times he didn't seem to trust himself to. He didn't back himself to score a couple of times. And Son is someone who seems to just keep going. Mm. And Lamella has that quality as well. And if, even if he's having a bad game, he'll still keep going and still keep shooting. And um, I think that's one of the other things we admire about Son. Son plays like a fan at times. He's got, he's got an infectious personality, he's mm. always smiling. And. Um, I think he, he did very well. Um, they seem oh, to love him as well, don't they? Like he's he's um, got a little bromance of Delhi, hasn't he? As well. Oh yeah, that old little the the, 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 the dab, the, the dab, and the flick, mm. which um, I'm not a fan of. But I wouldn't you know, whatever makes him you are. <laughs> whatever makes him. Why? What? Well, I've got, I'm out of touch with youth culture. Is that what no, you're saying? No, but what goal celebrations have you enjoyed? I like Alan Shearer's one. I knew it. I fucking <laughs> knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. If you had a fucking Shearer, I knew it. No, nah, do you know? I quite like. It's not a bad topic to talk about. Actually. I, I quite like Kane's um, stretched out arms as he runs off. I know there's not much to it. Yeah. Um, as a kid, even I thought the the Bebeto baby celebration, yeah. but that was wank. I don't like it. What about Fastino Esprilla? Uh, was this the dance in the corner? No, there's just a little song. roll thing. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought Keane's was wank as well. Actually, didn't like, never like that. I um, liked it when Keane adapted. He got rid of the roll and he just started doing the outstretched arms. Yeah, I think he yeah. debuted it. Maybe it was at Highbury. He yeah. scored at Highbury in the last game, and he just said, "Yep, yeah, suck your mum." Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. That was, that was well, Ronaldo. One winds me up as well. Uh, yeah. He's just too, way too arrogant. The whole throwing his arms down like what? Yeah, is it? yeah you're, not, is. you're not going to take off. But, no but the greatest play. celebration of all, and it wasn't even for Tottenham Hotspurs, for Manchester City. Um, he ran the length of the pitch. And went on his knees, outstretched in front of um, their filthy scum yeah, fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who should all be supporting fucking Barnet and not fucking Arsenal? Yeah. Adibayor yeah. in front of their cunt fans. Yeah, amazing. That's yeah. a beautiful celebration. That's passion. I find it. I always found it difficult to um, 
I find it difficult to have any affection for any Arsenal Arsenal players at all. I mean, on a personal level, when I met Ian Wright, I couldn't, I, I hate to say it, but I couldn't help but like him. He was a nice guy. He's a lovely guy, he is. Yeah, yeah, he came across that way. But when he did that, he turned from an absolute cunt into pretty stand-up human being, in my mm. opinion. And yeah. remember, he stamped, stamped on Van Persie's head. Oh, God, yes. So he did a lot for us in that game. Um, what, what's and for mankind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did, he was a righteous man on that day. What, what, what are your... What your favourite celebration? I like the, uh, the Kane against Arsenal at home last year where he's just scored like the best fucking goal of his career. Takes his mask off and then he sort of runs towards the corner. He doesn't really know what he's going to do so he sort of does this sort of jump up, sit down thing and yeah. it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I think uh, they're the best celebrations, not the planned ones, the ones, the ones lo- in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You lose your shit. You can sort of see halfway through he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. <laughs> he yeah, just yeah. fucking went for it. Oh, Danny Rose against Arsenal. Yeah, he just ran, he just was, ran, um, didn't he? was an N17 Tar celebration. Yeah. Just passion, doesn't it? Always you just fucking run. Just like, run. Yes! <laughs> just run and I, I can't even run like 100 metres without feeling fucked so we, we, we've seen it in, yeah. in your forefoot video but right. going to oh, okay alright yeah, that was unnecessary <laughs> isn't it? but yeah he uh, he, <laughs> he um, yeah it's great to see a, one of your players just lose their shit because at that moment you, you kind of see that they get it and they understand it those are the moments to remember really yeah so um, we're third in the league currently yeah unbeaten one of only three unbeaten teams weird one because we I uh, Barley put a tweet out saying what imagine when we actually start playing well we played well against Sunderland we played well against Stoke we played very well against Stoke those two are garbage though yeah yeah they're, they're garbage but you, what you've got to do you've got to beat the teams in front of them I've oh, seen Tottenham, Tottenham teams not be able to do that yeah and years gone by we've drawn games like that I think the game that springs to mind was when Boaz Myhall had the best game he'll ever have in his entire life mm. and I believe he drew 0-0 against um, Hull and I remember games like that I think under Redknapp I mean I don't want to slag him off too much but under Redknapp that happened a fair bit where we'd be dominating the game not finding a way yeah. past them yeah yeah I can pick I can especially visit. that Champions League season when we was in the Champions League yeah. it happened a few times yeah I think Newcastle at home deep south I, I think we've always had that problem yeah. I mean, certainly in recent history bar Pochettino's Rain really. Uh, there probably are a couple of occasions, maybe against Newcastle, where we should have done, we should have won. But yeah. but other than this, it's few and far between. And Very just few. the consistency in our performances. Well, if you look at what the results we've had over the last since the beginning of the last season, you know, barring the fucking capitulation, another capitulation, but barring that, we've we've been walking. Watford at home springs to mind. Solidly consistent. I think Trippier scored a win against Watford at home, yeah. and that game springs to mind where we had all we had dominated the game and just had one moment of that one of the game. Well, one of the difficult, most difficult things in modern football is breaking teams down. They yes. set up, and most teams in the Premier League can do it enough to frustrate. And against Sunderland, we just there's, smashed them to bits. We should, a, it should have been a lot more. There's a lot said about a plan B, but I think. That's just almost like layman's terms for, I don't know, put, bring, bring a six foot eight striker on and just fucking lump her up to him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we've shown variation in our attacks. I mean, Son comes up, Son, Son gets a lot of praise, but Carl Walker's probably been our player of the season so far. And a lot of the good work came from him too. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I think um, what's very telling for us this season as well, and our, probably our worst performance, we still managed to hold Liverpool. We've beaten Chelsea away, they've beaten Arsenal, yes. and they've beaten Leicester at home, and that's probably our worst performance of the season, and they didn't beat us. So yeah. I think we're in a good place at the moment. Yeah, we, are, we, are, we, were, um, we were horrible in that game, yeah. actually. And Walker was really sick, apparently, on the right-hand yeah. side, and a lot, of that, a lot of their attacks came down that angle. And I think we're in a really good position again. And, and it's, the expectation going into this season was sky-high, and people, I think some people are looking at it and, and thinking that we haven't perhaps clicked into gear, but 
I think it's there. I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see any issues currently. I mean, I know this stuff can turn around, yeah. but I, I can see in, in the performances against Sunderland, the performances against Stoke, um, and for large parts of the second half against Everton, the first game of the season, that we're in, we're in a very good position. What do you think of Richard Keyes' comments this morning? He, he was talked about. Um, is this worth any airtime? Not particularly, but you've said it now, so okay. I've got to go into it. Sorry, T. The, uh, he just mentioned about he's heard some things at Tottenham that would suggest that everything isn't as rosy as it would outwardly look. I remember the last time I heard that was about EVB, and it turned out to be true. Yeah. But it wasn't from Richard Keyes, so I don't know. I, don't know. I think one thing you have to remember with Richard Keyes, I think he's good mates with Tim Sherwood, isn't he? So I can imagine that being sort of like a little crossover. Yeah. I don't take much truth in it. Having, having, her, having worked with someone who's worked with him, him like being Richard, Richard Keyes, Keyes and, and the, that fucking um, Andy Gray, uh, a pair of rotters. That's what I can <laughs> yeah. say. Um, that's probably what I know already. I, I, uh, I interviewed Jan Vertonghen and, and Michelle Vorm last night. Humble brag. But well, I'm, I'm not bragging. Well, do you know what? I, to, this will take the bragging away. I was absolutely shitting myself. I thought <laughs> I'd be all right. I'd be fine. Sat down with them and... Because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's, you know, they don't care. They're not, they don't... Why would they? I'm just another supporter like any others that they've met. And... Um, but it was it was a it was a really weird experience. It's very different and difficult to um, to kind of dis- disassociate what you see on the pitch with actual human beings. And um, it, it was fantastic. And I was bottling it because I had to ask some very difficult, well, not, not difficult questions, but funny questions in inverted commas because yeah. I had to be remotely interested <coughs> in in other ways than just saying, "Oh, how do you think the season's gone?" <coughs> but um, yeah, watch the video. It's quite, it's quite funny and went well have a look it's on the Bull Street channel bullstreet.com no sorry youtube.com forward slash Bullstreet yeah I mean Vertonghen seemed a little bit uptight initially but he kind of he kind of mellowed out after I, I just think he's I just think he's a very laid back man yeah. and yeah. he's he's kind of I think he's guarded guarded yeah and which is and you can't really blame him considering the amount of you know people hanging around footballers and vaults yeah. and stuff absolutely but Michel Vaughan was fucking lovely yeah. I wasn't expecting anything from him um we asked them a question. We asked. We posed them both a question: whether or not they would, um, if they had the choice between playing in a, in a World Cup final or watching their missus give birth. And their, their responses, especially Michelle Vaughan's responses, were excellent. With gusto, yeah, it was, it was wicked. So I, I check that out. Um, so injuries to Kane and Dembele and Dyer. I don't think the Dembele and Dyer thing's an issue. Neither yeah, of them would. Prob- cramp, yeah. yeah, they're not going to play against Gillingham anyway. Um, it's a bit weird that both there's three or four players dropped with cramp during yeah. the game. Um, so I don't know if that's a couple of people said about the Wembley pitch. They, you know, Wembley yeah. pitch being heavier, and yes. you know they think it might be you know a side effect of that. Yeah, it's maybe possible. But let's, But what about the Kane injury? Like, what? well, we've been asked 101 questions about. It. Talk about it a little bit. Anyway, in the second half, but I um, it is a bit of a it is a bit it's a bit of a concern, but I I think we're better equipped to deal with that injury now than we were when season's gone by. All right, I think um, I think Jansen will fit in fine. As you say, there's a, there's a question we can go into that in a bit more depth in the second half. Um, who was your man of the match against? He, do we need even asking? Well, it's Son or Pickford. <laughs> yeah. Pickford had a blinder. Yeah, I think that's the time Barley's on. Let's speak to him about Pickford. What, what, so is Barley's, Barley's not on us. Not really worth slagging him off, and he's not. I mean, we slagging slag him off, but people just kept tweeting him. Anything he would say, he just kept tweeting him Pickford. Yep, just one word applies, just Pickford. Yeah, so, um, you know, he doesn't learn, is all I say. 
No. You know, he's Declan it. Berg and Pickford too. I think yeah. another little shout out to Carl Walker though. Had another great game. He's just, yeah. I think he's like found his level now. Like consistently brilliant performances, oh. and it was good to see him put in that again. He was good in the Euros as well. So yeah. yeah. Um, all right, cool. We've got so Middlesbrough at the weekend. Um, they've won one game, which is is not great. They've had a. Um, they beat Sunderland the way they drew at Stoke you know Stoke aren't really aren't up to much bottom of the league and smashed to pieces Sunderland the shit 2-1 uh, they beat them West Bromwich 0-0 tons of people draw 0-0 with West Bromwich yeah. some teams lose 4-2 to them yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually quick shout out to Chadley who's fucking yeah. tore it up yeah, in his yeah, first yeah. game I was, do you know I'm not I don't really care about players that lead the club I generally forget about them quite quickly but I'm genuinely pleased because you saw from his tweets when he joined West Brom that he, he really didn't want to leave Spurs yeah. I think four of his first one was as happy to join West Brom very sad to see it to, 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 to go of Spurs official he also tweeted that thing about Arsenal yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so you know he was, we miss him and, uh, and you know he was great and it's good to see him doing well for West Brom he did do well I, I think um, they, Tim Sherwood said on um, Golden Sunday oh, I've never seen him take a penalty before Fiorentina you can't <laughs> get your facts right I bet the nightclubs are burning them well. Yeah, the nightclubs are burning them a rife on Saturday night. Yeah, smashing birds left, right, and centre. Smashing through them. I reckon about eight. Yeah. I reckon had about eight birds that night, and that was just before the game. And then exactly, after, yeah. <laughs> that's just an entree. And do you know what? I would. Yeah. No issue with that. Well, he's yeah. single, a single millionaire. Yeah. So, I don't know what you expect, but the um, the Middlesbrough when he gets Sunderland is um, known because um, one of the players. Um, Got a testicle out in the, in, in the dressing room celebration. Oh yeah, that's incredible. Uh, no, because yeah. I think it was Adam Clayton. Um, <laughs> so um, I forget the name of the fellow. Well, yeah, someone tweeted it. So uh, one of the uh, foreign players tweeted it. It was like shit. Yeah, <laughs> I've forgotten his name. Bad. I forgot he scored that game yeah. as well, didn't he? I he dressing himself in, and Adam Clayton had one testicle out. I don't think he realised it until hours later. That's why I remember that win. Yeah, he took it down, didn't he? Yeah. What's the big deal? We all fifty uh, percent of the world's population have testicles. Mine have been hanging there for 35... Does anyone that ever freak anyone out? That your cock's been hanging there for 35 years. Like 35 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. like doing all right, champ. That's fucking old. Yeah. But you still look all right. Yeah. Seen some things. He's, yeah. Oh, just, just, <laughs> yeah. Can't tell you the things my dick has seen. I've seen plenty. Seen been, plenty. Been many places. No, it ain't been that many places. It's not like that. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's very res- respectful penis. Um, I didn't actually do we want to get in my thoughts on monogamy probably no, not let's, let's, uh, not, let's move let's on um, uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> West Bro- uh, uh, Borough lost lost the Palace you know they're, they're kind of resurgent doing well and then they got beat by Everton so a good relatively good start for a promoted team it, um, despite the last two two losses um, I think they've bought well Negredo is going to be the kind of striker that you scored at the weekend as well didn't you yeah so what's that two goals this season um, uh, Callum Chavers at Arsenal was I have no idea how, how good he is or not I know they spent a lot of money on him and rated him but how good can he be if they just fuck him off on loan the can <laughs> can you explain the can terminology for people who don't like boxing please Callum in boxing when someone's a tomato can it means tomato cans they fall over easy so like a boxer so a can yeah. Adam Chambers it means he's shit basically right and you have you have a boxing podcast called Blow the Belt I do well we do so yeah. anyone listens to uh, you're, you're on it TNO. I've been on it um, a couple of times yeah. anyone who listens uh, who likes boxing then check out the Blow the Belt podcast it comes out every couple of weeks isn't it mm-hmm. well once a month every couple of weeks yeah. so yeah. Uh, but with Middlesbrough um, 
I guess most people, most people's memories, people are like in their late 20s, early 30s, will remember them in the 90s getting people like Ravinelli, um, Janino, and Emerson, and. Emerson, fucking hell. I remember him. Yeah, of course, yeah. I'm sorry, that Jericho look. Yeah, so this is almost. This is almost a throwback to those days, getting, you know, Victor Valdez from Man United and Negredo getting these kind of name players. Yeah. And Steve Gibson is probably one of the. I believe he's still there, but he's one of the best chairmen around, he seems, you know, to keep faith with his managers. Managed by Artur Karanka, has got the Mourinho link. Yeah. No, I think they're very well run side. And I would expect us to be beating them. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I saw what yeah. I saw what Everton did to them, dismantled them, and, and I think Everton and Tottenham are comparable this season. Very much, yeah. Um, we we know how good a, a coach Kuman is, and there's obviously the, obviously the parallels exist because both of them managed Southampton, did well. They both moved on to other clubs and done well, or so far. So um, I think if I know we're away, but we should kind of be reflecting. Play in a similar fashion, so we'll be reflecting Everton's did we, performance. Did we have the the chocolate brown kit and a pedic instrument and Birmingham squad a scissor kick? Oh. Have I remembered that wrong? Yeah, no, you haven't. That he did from yeah. outside the box. It no, was that televised game on a Sunday. It was, yeah, it was, it was um, Hossam Ghali went down the right. Yeah, sort of chipped it, a weird chip cross. Yeah, and uh, Berbatov. I don't know if it was a scissor kick because he's standing foot I don't think left the ground yeah. or, or it kind of left after like a Zidane volley yeah, in the final bit but yeah. he hit it and it wasn't even that hard but it bounced in front of the keeper and went yeah. straight in the corner and the Spurs fans went fucking crazy this is why you're the champ T this is why you're the pound for pound king uh, oh with uh, Barley's brain busters yeah. when's that coming back up did you, you didn't do it last week did you no no no, no. Did, didn't want to didn't want to kind of you know, saturate it too much no fair enough people love it though they do, they do. No fucking idea. How base is our audience when a fucking quiz is the best thing we do? <laughs> Mate, grow that. I want to meet him one day just to, just to thank him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of don't know what else to expect, really. I haven't watched much of Middlesbrough this season, but um, do you, based on. Do you think we'll change the team that much? I mean, now we've got more of a squad. I mean, do you think you'd be the same team as against Sun? Probably Jansen have to come in. Yeah. I'm going to have Sissoko start again, maybe or Lamella. I don't know if he'll get the nod over that, but. I think it's a Sun game. I think yeah. Sun will play, but I'm, I reckon um, Lamella will probably come in for yeah, Sissoko. Yeah. We, uh, we're not going to go too deep into um, Gillingham because obviously we don't want to date the pod too much. But yeah. I'm just what, what are you quickly expecting and or, or predicting what, we'll what, what, what has, has happened? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go through, but are you expecting 11 changes? No. Vaughan will start. I mean, Wicks is, is going to start. We've been asked a bit about Kevin Vimmer. We don't know. Here's <laughs> a short answer for that. Yeah. I think um, Vimmer and. Carter Vickers will start. Well, if yeah, if Pochettino still picks them, yes. He's not even made squads, which is a bit of a concern. I know a lot of people were hoping to see Marcus Edwards in this game, but I know he started last night, didn't he? So I, I can't see him. I think we got fresh, absolutely fresh by Liverpool yesterday. Um, he yeah, six two. Yeah, that's a shame. He started, so I don't. He might, might make the bench, but obviously he won't be starting. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think everyone was expecting Edwards to play in that, and yeah. hopefully he gets twenty minutes or something. You know. Um, just to, just to see him on that, yeah, picture. just to see him to give him his debut in a you know a proper game, you know, yeah, yeah. You know I think that'd be you know that'd be um, I, in this interview I did with uh, Jan Vertonghen and Michel Vaughan, first team footballers at Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> um, they, they they talked about we talked about the depth we've got in in, in the in defence, and they mentioned Carter Vickers. Uh, actually, no, no, sorry, 
my bad. I was I was talking about the strength in physical strength of our players, yeah. and and we're talking about how, who could most easily bench press Tom Carroll. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought Tom Carroll was always like the best forward for. Yeah. I'm not sure if they actually made it into the cut. Actually. But anyway, the um, they 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 talked, they said Carter Vickers could as well. He said he was like strong. He's like a fucking ox. That he, he does it like a lump. Isn't his dad an American football player or something? Basketball, like basketball player. player. Oh, yeah. Lottery draft. That's quite a big difference actually. Bill. <laughs> yeah. First first round draft pick. No less. Really? Yeah. What? When? 1983. What the fuck is wrong with you, T? How do you <laughs> know this shit? T, come on. Huh? Who drafted? Yeah, who drafted? Might have been Denver or Indiana. One of the, one of those two. Oh. Chicago oh. Bulls. <laughs> but he ended up in um, he ended up in Europe, and that's where he met Carter Vickers' mum, and uh, they made love, and, and then Carter Vickers popped out. Time. Carter Vickers popped out, and he was fucking hench. Wedge. With Wedge. a baby. Proper wham. Um, yes, uh, Harry Winks, obviously well thought of at Tottenham. Yeah, there's, there's a good article in there in, in The Independent. I read, Brook. I read that. And what is it? What, I didn't read it in full. Um, it said that they, they were massively impressed with him, came back from pre-season in brilliant shape. Um, uh, Pochettino was convinced by his performances in, in pre-season that he was ready for first-team football. Um, and that he's ready to go when he gets his chance essentially in a nutshell more I'm or less never, I'm never completely sure where he plays is he in a defensive two or no, I think he's in the two three? I think yeah. and we favoured him in the two he's a very tidy player isn't he so. yeah but I mean we, you've got to be more than tidy yeah I mean, I'm, I'm not Tom saying, Barrow is tidy isn't yeah, he? he's, yeah. yeah but signed a new contract and yeah. as did Harry Winks so could be a great week for Harry Winks given the fact that he used to sign the new contract and it looks like he's going to start so um, we probably will see Winks and Carroll start that game um, That'd be up against Jamie O'Hara, so big game. Yeah. Me, really? <laughs> He's coming back, is he? Remember that goal he scored against West Brom from outside the box? So Lenny King scored and and Jamie O'Hara scored, beating two one, I think, or maybe two 0 That might have been West Ham. West, did I say West Brom? I yeah, meant West Ham. Yeah. That was a that was a Monday night game, and I think. That's it. I'm not going to be nine. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on, I can't switch off. Tell us the facts. Tell us the facts. Fox beat Pascal the weekend before. Ah. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? I know. It's sorry. boxing. I know. I, was, I just remember things. Frotch, uh, Frotch was fucking great in that fight. He's a, Pascal he's was just. Didn't know what was happening. Pascal's a good fighter as well. Pascal's a good fighter. Yeah. Like, later in his years, I was just like, nah, you're shit. But at the time, it was, like, it was a good win. This isn't the bo- boxing podcast, Cal. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, our next four games after Borough is Seska. Uh, Seska. Yeah. Uh, Man City at home. Obviously, we'll get spanked there. Everyone gets spanked by them. Can't be stopped. Can't I, think be stopped. I think we'll do them. A Luftwaffe. Just can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hiroshima, those cunts, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're going to need a dictator of our own to deal with the, the Luftwaffe. We, we need Churchill's aerial. aerial I don't know, what, where am I going with this? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but, uh, West Brom. Um, fuck oh, knows. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a nil nil or a one nil, I reckon. And uh, by Leverkusen. How are they doing this year? Uh, anyone know? I didn't really research. Doesn't that. matter. But I think, I think it's the first of two games back to back against them. Mm. So. Um, yeah, hopefully by then we'll, we'll have found our feet a bit more. All right, um, we've got Wendy now, who hasn't talked about Shaylon Harrison. I asked him. I Shaylon. said, Shaylon. I don't care, mate. Shaylon Harrison. Sorry. I asked him to talk about it, and he went no. So, that rude. Cheer, mm-hmm. Cheers, Wendy. There was a reason, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah. Wendy, back to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, this is Windy 
back with the halftime youth update. Loads to get through this week, so starting off the low knees, William Miller played 60 minutes as Burton lost 1-0 to Brighton. Luke McGee started again in goal for Peterborough, and Nathan Odwell was an unused sub as they lost 1-0 at Sheffield United. Nabil Bentaleb played another 90 minutes for Schalke in a 2-0 defeat to Hertha Berlin on Sunday. Philippe Lesniak was not involved once again for Slobodan Liberec. I've not yet been able to find out whether he's injured or just out of favour. And Fazio played 90 minutes for Roma in a 1-0 defeat at Fiorentina. The under-18s drew 2 with Norwich. Uh, Aramade Ote and Jack Rolls got the goals. And John McDermott said after the game, there were some good performances. George Marsh was excellent. Oliver Skip was very good again. Dylan Duncan was very good, and then Jack Rolls was too. But the game is ultimately about making goals, scoring goals, and stopping goals. And sadly, we didn't stop goals today, and we didn't make them score enough. For all the excellent play, and I really enjoyed watching some of it today, we've got to do better at the business end. The under-19s were also in action in the UEFA Youth League. Samuel Shishua scored one, and Shane Harrison scored another from a penalty that Marcus Edwards won. Although, we did lose 3-2 to Monaco. Their star striker got a hat-trick in that one. Shana Harrison, I'm told, will be in the squad for the Gilliam game. John McDermott said after that one, I was very proud of some of the first years to come into a game of that magnitude. I was really pleased with their mentality and their application. I thought Marcus Edwards stood out as well with his quality. The first years that McDermott mentioned were Tarek Hines, TJ Iyoma, Tashan Oakley-Booth and Rio Griffiths. The under-23s have lost 6-2 to Liverpool on Monday night. Um, a bit of a hammering. Marcus Edwards and a Ryan Loft penalty again after Edwards had won a penalty. His third in three games were our consolations. Hashtag you go out. Question this week from Newman 5 from Reddit. Can you give a review of Shiloh Tracy? I watched the PL2 game the other day and didn't realise he was so big. Does he have a future with Spurs? He's only 18, but my gut feeling is he probably doesn't have a future at Spurs. He is big. Uh, he's not particularly tall, but he's very physically imposing and well-built. I have doubts over whether he's skillful enough to make it as a winger. Um, I believe he used to play in central midfield, and I would think he's better off focusing on that role or at right-back. Having said that, we're not blessed at the moment with uh, wingers at under-23 level, so he will get games, and you never know. He's only been with us for, what, seven, eight months, so the, ch- uh, the chances are he's going to improve, and I'd love to see that happen and for him to progress. But overall, my, my gut feel so far is that he's not going to be good enough for Spurs. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. <laughs> Second half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Fuck you, cow. If you ain't ready, you ain't down to be on the Fighting Cock. Guys, back. How you doing? Yeah, all right. Just say thanks to Wendy. Oh, cheers, Wendy. Yeah, Cheers, Wendy. Love you. Did all right, mate. You, you hosted all right last week, by the way. Yeah, thanks for stepping in, Wendy, and doing that. Full of fucking halloumi cheese and whatever else he was eating. Yeah, and white wine, red wine. Red, oh, you had a glass of red wine as well, didn't you? Oh, I just had a bottle of red wine, and it weren't even like open the bottle pour it straight in the glass it had to be let they, they let it breathe which winds me up fucking hell it worked like I can't imagine it was it an expensive bottle of wine do you know sorry vintage, not terribly so not terribly not terribly party up your game bitch <laughs> it wasn't nice but it's got a very nice pad by the way 
Yeah. Thanks for your hospitality. Yeah, nice one, buddy. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so let's move on to the Kane injury. Um, it's it is a big big issue because you know even the fact that he wasn't hasn't been playing well this season. He scored a goal, was in the right position, finished with composure. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't in, in any doubt when, when that ball came to him great assist from Deli Ali as well um, but we are, we are going to miss him I think the first question is, is what, from what you've seen Janssen so far in a Spurs shirt we know what he did for Twente at RZ last year is he, is he good enough to step up he has to be really I would hope he is um, like Kane is a slow starter as Priyavamesh said so hopefully he's not going to start slowly again. Um, I think he's snatching at his chances and maybe a regular running in the team, making him a bit more composed when, he, when the chances come his way. I mean, he might be similar to Michel Vorman, but in, in that, um, just needs one really good game to just get him going. Doesn't have to score, just has one really good game. He contributes a lot and we win. And it'll be, a, it'll be fun, I think. Because he's doing cameos, he wants to probably make the most of it. I think, um, I think he's got very good movement. I think he pulls defenders all over the place. Um, I think he offers something very different to Kane because he's, he's a pretty huge guy, isn't he? Very, mm. um, but yeah, I, I've got faith in him from what I've seen. I think every time he's come on, he's made some sort of impact. I know he hasn't scored yet, but... He's a unit. Yeah, definitely. I think the worry is, though, now that we've literally left with Jesse Anson, that he's got to play, probably going to play against Gillingham, then he's going to play against Borough, then he's going to play against Moscow. Like, because Shayan Harrison isn't fit, apparently. No, he's not fit, no. It's so, a lot of, you know, it's all or nothing, isn't it? Really? No, we don't have any other strikers, do we? Um, well, not, not Son, really, no. I mean, Son is no, someone no. who's considered as a striker. We played against um, Leicester last year in the FA Cup and he played up front and we won that 2-0. I don't see us having any games that, are, that we can afford to do that with. Well, maybe Come that's on. why we gave uh, Tom Carroll a new contract. Maybe that's his thing for yeah. the season. Just <laughs> stick him up and lump it to Tom Carroll. <laughs> An anorexic Romario. <laughs> yeah, Romario. So he was doing his thing on Bull Street about um, tiny 11s and, and tall 11s. They're going to compare them, do this thing. It'll be on Bull Street's channel next tomorrow or whatever but um, Romario is 5 foot 5. Yeah, he's fine in miniature teams. 5 foot 5. Was he? Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking incredible! Just couldn't get the ball off him though. And once he once he saw the goal, it, it was over. Mm. Incredible! Yeah, absolutely and superb forward. Um, how about you, uh, Cal? What, what do you think about, about Jansen? Yeah, and yeah. I think I think what he said about Vorm is a good comparison. I think um, knowing that he's going to play, I think it's going to really be a benefit to him. Mm-hmm. I think knowing, okay, I'm playing. I'm playing this week. I'm playing next week. I don't have to think. Oh fuck me! If I snatch at this chance. I'm out next week. He knows he's going to be playing for the next, well, it could be four, six weeks, whatever it is. Um, so I think he really benefit from that. Um, he looks like, like you guys have said already, you know, he, he looks quite good holding it up. He has snatched a couple of chances, but I think his reputation for finishing is quite good. So I think eventually that will come. Um, so yeah, I think we had, we had a question from Joseph Hector Blake. He says, who do you see be, being more productive in Kane's absence, uh, Son or Janssen? Any chance Sun uh, is given the spotlight in, to enhance his value for the next trade window, tra- transfer window? Yeah. Um, I don't think that there will be any motive for Tottenham to put Son in the transfer window. I don't think he's for sale. If we were going to sell him, he would have gone. 
Um, so I don't think that's important. Did but, you see? And he's not, not a striker either. So did you see that thing that I'm um, talking about the tactics um, posted on uh, on yeah, Twitter? Yeah. So weird. I, I, I thought I thought you made it himself. Apparently, it's Korean TV. Yeah. So there's this. There was this. Oh ad, yeah, yeah. Advert. Think, yeah. Uh, do you seen this yeah. advert in? We retweeted it from the Fighting Cock. I think it, it was an advert <laughs> for. Um, where they, they, they'd cut out Laurie's, uh, Pochettino's head, Kane's yeah. head, put them on this anime thing, yeah. and uh, and Son was the kind of this weird guy with a harp, yeah. and he was playing... Into like a rock version of I Won the Spurs, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was so fucking strange, but glorious. <laughs> it reminded me of the mysterious cities of gold in terms of the animation of it all. Mm. It was fucking hilarious, but... Um, yeah. But no, I think... Um, uh, Janssen will be more productive I mean he has uh, to be he's yeah, going to start we yeah. don't spend that much money on a backup striker and not to have him start so he will be thrown straight I imagine in they'll both be starting together to be honest like. Son as well yeah, yeah. yeah. Son, Son will be playing in his position Lamella linked up very well with Janssen actually I think he slips, slips him in a couple of times yeah, with good passes yeah. I, I think Janssen is someone who improves players around him as well and I'm not that I'm not that nervous about Kane being injured. No, nor me. I would have been a lot more nervous, you know, towards twelve months ago. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, should have worked on that. If this would have happened last season, this would have been a fucking disaster. But you know, even Jansen playing three times a week, I don't think that's a problem. Kane was doing it all the time last season, so you know, I, I think like Kane's been he's been run to the ground, hasn't he? The last two years, he the under twenty ones. He played all the last season. He's played all the England games. He did the Euros. Yeah. This has almost been coming. So, and all we can really hope is that it's not too bad. Uh, I like the way um, Pochettino's come out and said we don't want to put a uh, a time frame on his injury. It's kind of like. Uh, if you have your girlfriend and she says oh I think we should go on a break and you're like what do you mean what are you talking about how long for and she goes well I don't want to put a time frame on it <laughs> like, what, she's basically, what she's basically saying is she wants to break up with you yeah she wants what to see basically saying is our season is over and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to see what other dick's about yeah, yeah. she wants to get into into double figures and then come back yeah to see just to see what other dicks are. and it's fine like, yeah. just, like, there's, there's different kinds of dick in the world yeah um, and, and you should experience if taste, you're that way inclined, I think it's important. As much taste dick, the rainbow. as much yeah. dick as possible. I'm not one of these people that thinks that um, a woman who sleeps around is a slag. I just think that we're we getting onto your views on monogamy now, please. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that anybody should be. Uh, no, we're not. <gasps> oh, man. No, look, all right. Yes, no, come on. Yes. No, it's too complicated. It's too complicated. I'm not doing it. Um, do you know how many people listen to this fucking podcast you know, we, we, we recently switched over audio boom which you might have heard um, you might have heard some adverts weird ones as well like gun shops and shit like that but um, yeah, we now know how many people listen to this fucking uh, and at what point in time I've had to rein myself a little, little bit in because I realise <laughs> it so I'm not going to go into my details of monogamy but by and large I think if you, if you want to go out and, and you're a woman you want to go out and find dick then go out and find it can Same. I ask a question yeah, I, I asked this question in the office last week mm. somebody I knew years ago mm. went to Amsterdam <laughs> and paid two prosies two prosies to do shit right. is that cheating and then he just what, so he just watched them and, and not he just got one out it, is that cheating well no I don't think it's cheating I, I think it, it's it's just it's just extra good porn Yes, virtual uh, yeah. um, reality porn, pretty much. Yeah. That said, um, if it, I am I am in a relationship, um, and, and if you listen to this, baby, I love you. <laughs> uh, but but, but um, uh, yeah, if you're not touching anything, then then it's just a wank, isn't it? It's just yeah. like a posh wank. I, I think um, 
Yeah, I, I don't really, I, I don't see, I, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't it be, would some... be It'd be very much frowned upon if I, if I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think if the missus found out you'd done it though. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'd, 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 I'd be, I'd, 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 I'd be pinned. <laughs> absolutely, I, I get that completely, but I think, um, I don't, I don't really have any issue with it. I, I don't, I don't have any issue with anyone expression, expressing themselves sexually at all. I think it's a massive taboo, and, and, and society needs to fucking lighten up a little bit. For example, D. Hopkins. Yeah, he expresses expressing himself. His missus is expressing himself. I presume that's his missus. Yeah, uh, yeah so um, and he's sharing it with the world, so and he's yeah. sharing it with everybody, which is uh, fucking share the love. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Good, right. God bless you and Godspeed, D. Hopkins, Mr. Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name's not D, so it's mouth. Um, all right, let's move on to more Tottenham stuff after we dealt with the big issues. Uh, Levy has said that he's looking at a long, uh, a long-term stay. Obviously, there's been questions about whether or not he's committed to Tottenham. These questions seem to be flying around for the last five or six years. Uh, lots of people were talking about us never being actually laying a brick in the stadium. Yeah. You know, not <laughs> one brick kind of thing. And, and it's clear that there's, there's... Well, I haven't seen any bricks, but I've seen lots no. of poured concrete. Yeah. The plinth, or whatever it is now, is up in the corner of the stadium. So now we can now see... We don't know why the plinth is there and why it needed to be laid now, but presumably it's because it was necessary in order to build the stadium in the time that it needs to be built in. But, you know, for what Enoch had committed to building this stadium at Tottenham, does it make us more saleable and more, more profitable as a business once it's built? Yeah. Of course, but, but it did as soon as we got planning permission. So I can't see him I can't see him leaving. He, he seems to I'm not saying he loves the club, but he seems to yeah, I think there's, a, there's ev- an affection there isn't there yeah everything he's done I think he realises that it's, this isn't just another business and he, mm. he's a businessman and it's more than that and Tottenham more than that and you know I think everything he's done is is the right thing he thinks for Tottenham regardless of, of the deci- decisions that he's made Yol being sacked for, for Ramos you can see the logic in why that happened even if you didn't agree with it uh, the move to Stratford you can see his logic in it even though I'm glad it didn't happen but you, Did you know you can see it you can see it and, you, and any decision he makes is purely business sense and what he believes is the right thing for Tottenham because he would never do anything that would cost him money no. and by the same by, by proxy that's going to be beneficial to Tottenham so I can't I, I can't see him leaving and if he does leave Tottenham he leaves it he leaves the club in a much better place than he found it so um, that's yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I think the fact that the Sol Campbell thing happened early in his tenure kind of um, made, it, made him the way he is. It's a bit like um, you know, a girl who gets um, treated like shit by an early boyfriend, mm-hmm. and since then she's not taking any more shit. And, and she's going to go out and get that dick. Well, yeah. get that dick, <laughs> but make sure when she gets sick, she nails it down. And says, you know yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. I'm not accept- my dick. I'm not accepting you go to fucking Amsterdam and having posh wanks with the front of you know, <laughs> shit, so. And I feel that Daniel Lee is a bit like that. It's like, you know what? Yeah, never again. Never again. Thirty million for Berbatov. Yeah. Never again. Yeah, yeah, so, but, yeah. That's it, mate. No, so I think um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's it's difficult to not be cynical about the stadium thing, thinking that once it's all once it's all sorted, it'll, it'll sell the club, but. Yeah. He, he's given a lot more interviews now than he used to. He's very. He's not someone who talks a lot in the press. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's kind of. Maybe I, he's not. I put in a request to uh, Jonathan Waite <laughs> uh, recently. Uh, he's a supporter's liaison officer for, for Tottenham to see if we could, um, we could perhaps interview Daniel Levy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting much, um, but he nearly choked on the coffee. 
He sees Flavity, sees like John Chapman, you know, the bloke who assassinated John Lennon, and he thinks, you know what, because <laughs> he happened it again. <laughs> I don't know. I, but, reckon, I reckon he just, he just genuinely just sees someone completely insignificant. He doesn't deserve that as yeah, the audience, I mean, basically. That's probably more. But, like, that, yeah, I mean, the, he's been very good and very kind to, to talk But you are significant, by the way. Thank you, mate. I feel that way because as a human being, we're all significant. Exactly. And if you want to go and find some dick, that's fine. And or, have posh wangs. Yeah, that well, that you know, that depends on the relationship status. But if you want to do that, and and and, the, and a woman decides that she wants to sell her body, then that's all right. Absolutely. Uh, how do you feel about all that, Billy? Not not the <laughs> uh, about, about leaving. Uh, yeah, I kind of I don't know. I get this kind of feeling that this is like the end game for him because. I think over the last uh, probably 10 or so years, everything has been uh, building up to this point. I think he's been trying to turn us into this marketable force in like America and stuff. We've done a lot of stuff aimed towards America, like with the Yedlin, with Under Armour, with all the tours over there. Mm. And now we're going to end up in this huge stadium with this NFL deal. We're going to be fucking attractive to American investors and all that sort of stuff. So it feels like after that, where does he take us next? Like, can he really push us on from there? Or does he sell us and then say, I've done, I've done everything I wanted to do here? I think he does that. I think he gets to a point where he, he realises he can't build us anymore. Mm. The ceiling has been reached and that's... that's that's that and if he feels that the ceiling's been reached and he finds a buyer that pays Tottenham what he thinks it's worth or Enoch thinks it's worth then that probably is it in terms there's, of being there's a been some talk um, that there would be like a significant investor and he would stay on as an advisor which, be, which could, be, could work well for everyone really I think what ultimately we want to get to a situation where we can, we're able to compete financially and mm. spend the money in order to attract the kind of stars that would make us dominant or at least be able to compete regularly um, because that's something we've never done under Levy not compete we've done well we've, we've played within our means in fact we've played well beyond our means um, there was a great article talking about how oh, no it was the um, the animation that was on UMAXIP yeah yeah um, which talked about the shrewd business acumen of of people like Daniel Levy and, and, and the people at the club and finding a manager who can add the it can be the anomaly in that in that uh, machine that that enables us to perform beyond what we're you know what the, the, the greater than the sum of the parts and I think everything's falling into place at the right time for him I mean, we've got this amazing academy and then he's hired this manager that gets the best out of them and they, you know from those academy players we can then compete with the top league but, but none of that's done without intention yeah of course then, it's not an accident it's not an accident yeah and then for that reason I, I wouldn't want to see him go I'd, I'd be a little bit worried to see what would happen but if we get to a situation where we turn over shed loads of money that money has to be reinvested mm-hmm. in the team because we're a football club and that's what we're about so we can get potentially into a situation where if we wanted to that we could sign Paul Pogba or at least uh, you know if we wanted to, wanted to, to compete at that level then we were yeah, able you to probably get Pogba for about 10 million these days couldn't you yeah he has been wank hasn't he uh, what, what's great is I work in an office with a Man United fan and uh, went for a horrible season two seasons with Van Gaal and just really hating being a United fan because they've, they've had so much glory and they've yeah. had so much like beautiful football under Ferguson and Van Gaal came in and fucked it up Moyes fucked, <laughs> fucked it up and then they expected like they signed Ibrahimovic and they signed Pogba and Bailey and, and Mourinho Mourinho and Mkhitaryan that, those four players five five individuals in themselves are uh, kind of a reason to get excited and, and then reality sets in and, and it takes a lot more than just fucking spunking loads of money on great players you need lots of parts of the pie it's like making a pie with, with brilliant like most expensive berries you can find but fucking or building an aircraft there's an article about that it's coming up in the fighting cock about building an aircraft so you'll get it when the pod's out okay but um 
But no, I mean, the running well, game... Sorry, what, what do you mean? Just, is it just I literally it about was, how to build an aircraft? Well, no, I think um, Brendan Rodgers did a David Brent thing where he said um, building a club is like building an aircraft. Mm. And I forget how he went into the whole nuts and bolts of it. But it's like there's so much more to building a successful team than just buying players. You, but, need, you need lots of different ingredients in order to make things work. And you've seen players that are not uh, underrated or not good enough under one manager going to a different club with a different set of scenarios and different forces and fucking perform out of their skins you need, you need lots of things and, and Spurs at the moment seems like everything's it, filling into the right pie press a pie press a <laughs> what was it? yeah utensil pie or whatever <laughs> pie dish it's all getting pulled in um the, I mean, you speak about Levy. The, the buying policy has varied so much. Um, early on in Levy's tenure, we were buying people like Poyet and Sherlin for the second time. We were buying like, all these old players. I, mean, I guess alongside it, we bought people like Keane and Zamora and um, Caluto, fairly young. And then also, we bought a whole bunch of young English talent. We bought um, Huddleston, yeah. Genus, Lennon. We had Robinson at the back, yeah. uh, Ledley King, yeah. uh, Dawson. Uh, Carrick yeah we had this spine didn't yeah. we of English and it was just and, it wasn't really and then we went down the um, you know the Bell 7 or the Magnificent 7 what you want to call them so we've had so many different buying strategies and I think now we've almost stumbled upon something that really works for us with um, you know buy cheap sell high which is what we always wanted to do anyway but I think now we're buying players cheap successfully mm. I mean Deli Ali I mean how much will he go for he go, I mean he's signed up to 2022 now another 6 yeah. years so yeah, yeah. you know I think what, what Levy, your, is, Levy is kind of thrashed around for something that works I think now he's found something that works what's your opinion on Deli Ali how do, you, how do you feel about him currently I don't he, I, he hasn't got going yet for me right. he, he, I sometimes feel like and I felt like this at the end of last season as well sometimes he feels like a luxury player he has to try lots of different things and eventually something works and he gets a goal and he looks great but it seems like you've got to almost carry him mm. to an extent and then wait for that magic I don't think he's completely sharp and fit yet from, from the summer. I don't think Kane was either. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not completely in love with him like a lot of people are. I, I think the magic that you mentioned is one reason why he's like indispensable to our team at the moment. Because if, even if he's having a bad game, there's always the off chance he's going to do something amazing. I, th- I know you talked about earlier about the Watford game with, uh, when Trippier scored that goal. I think Deli Ali came on about three minutes earlier. Yeah. And within three minutes, he crossed the ball in Trippier. Yeah, it, was, it always, wasn't just a normal cross. It was yeah. outside of the boot. The yeah. There's always a chance when he's on the pitch that something could happen. See, um, this season he's not started it the best so far yeah. but he's got a goal and he got an assist last week I'm not sure what the rest of the numbers are and I think Billy makes a great point that he's someone who will do, be anonymous all game then out of, out of nowhere he'll do something amazing but um, I don't think he's a nailed on starter right now I think he's, he, he's a player of amazing potential mm-hmm. I think he could be one of the best midfielders that we've seen at Tottenham certainly since you know, certainly in the 30, last thirty years, all right. And the only players I could see him never, not matching, uh, uh, maybe Modric, if he gets anywhere near Michael Carrick's level, that would be that would be superb. I think at the moment, because of the hype around him, the England going straight into the England team, scoring the goals that he has there, um, doing amazing things last year for Tottenham in patches. It, the hype around him is so significant that. It clouds a lot of people's opinion about what what you actually see on the pitch, and I try my best whenever I'm watching Spurs to just be as uh, as un, un, uninfluenced by commentators and, and, and fans around me as possible. 
and I see a player who's a diamond mm-hmm. but a very very rough diamond who needs who needs polishing and hopefully he'll get there and I think he's in the right environment to, 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 to do it but I think for lots of his game he, he is unimpactful and, uh, and don't forget he still is only 20 years old I mean when I was in 20 years old I was in Amsterdam paying two prostitutes to do stuff yeah mate don't get me wrong he's, he's done more, yeah. more than most 20 year olds can do on a pitch uh, and I'm not digging him out I'm not I'm just saying that we need to get off his back we, we, sorry we need to not expect as much yeah. as, as we do and allow him to develop uh, and if he makes mistakes then then he makes mistakes if he gets dropped don't, it's not don't scream bloody murder everything that Poch does will be for the good of his, his development and, uh, and and let's just allow him to grow as a footballer before pinning all our hopes on him uh, and hopefully he will be all the player that the, the hype well, he's a little over a year removed from League One. You know, they've really got a bit of money. He's gone from yeah, that yeah. To, to Champions League and playing in, um, in an international tournament for, for England. Um, I mean, going back to the Monaco game, it's probably a bit of a mistake to play him in the position that relies a lot on his positioning and his discipline. And playing him in a, in a defensive two there at Dow was probably a mistake. And I think in the second half, he came to life and Dembele came on and he played further up. So these are all learning experiences for him. And um, I think the fact that he's got a manager who's got faith in him, I think he's, a, he's at the right club, he's at the right manager, and I think he'll do brilliantly this season. But initially, he's had a, a bit of a slow start. And it's not unfair to say so. Um, how, do you feel, <laughs> how do you feel about all the, uh, all the players signing contracts? Around? I feel a little bit sceptical about it. It makes me think a little bit like, OK, this is great. You're, you know, you're all committed and all that. But a little part of me thinks... Okay, don't get carried away. Don't get complacent, you know, because it's all like, oh, this is the place to be, la, 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 and that's great. But a little part of me thinks, okay, you're still dining out on last season a little bit. That's something that does worry me about it. But it's great that they're all committing to the club. Yeah, just the, the, I mean, um, I'm trying to think of the, that Leeds player, uh, Michael Hughes. Ma- that's the guy, oh, and um, he was amazing for a season. And he signed, I think, I, I think he might have a long-term contract, and he gets injured. Mm. So. um I guess it is a bit of a it's a gamble but it's a calculated gamble when you're signing these players a long term contract because anything can happen and um, but I think it's good I think the players want to be at Tottenham they have faith in um, the project I hate that term but yeah. it's apt here and I think they've got faith in the manager and the club and they want to be here I mean Eric Dyer's on um, Eric Dyer I think he's on 70,000 a week he could earn double that elsewhere easily if he right. really wanted to he could join Man U or Man City and earn double that and the fact he, he feels he's at the right club and I think it's encouraging I think one interesting thing to notice, if you look at the last year, two players that have signed long-term contracts, uh, Bentaleb and Vimmer, suddenly they find themselves, you know, nowhere near the first team. So, you know, it's interesting to actually mean all that much if they are signing the contract. Or is it purely like a financial thing? I think protect us. I think it's, yeah, that's exactly it. It seems like it's like the learnings from... Was Al Campbell. From Sol Campbell. Yeah, it's fine if you make mistakes, but it's not fine if you don't learn from them. And, and Levy has done that. And, and, and even players like... Tom Carroll signing him on a new contract you might think do we really need to do that could we have let him go but by signing him on a five year contract or whatever it is you, you actually increase his value just it's don't so- fucking announce it don't take a picture of him just 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 put it just put a footnote on the fucking website with new contract no no picture no tweet <laughs> just like leave the, it the answer to a crossword in the programme or something like that <laughs> or an apology from the sun just you know <laughs> page 18 or or just, page. don't actually say anything just give clues to the fact that it might have happened <laughs> yeah um, put in the stock market that's it 
Yeah, I mean, look, you had you got key players making make sure they feel valued in the squad. Fuck me, you're half just fucked. You're like, fuck you, Tom Carroll. So I mean, you don't deserve the picture. Just sling the contract empty. Just fucking sign it yeah. now. I like the way Pop didn't even bother to wear a suit for his uh, photo. He's <laughs> as angry as we are. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think with the, the, the uh, it's good to see players sign a new contract to the club because it obviously means that they they want to stay. Um, but doesn't really mean much it means that you'll get more from the contracts don't mean anything it just means that a club can command a fee and that's it so if a player wants to leave he leaves and if a club you know what fucks me off right is where fans they question the loyalty of players but when do the clubs question the loyalty of the fans for, for not backing them in this yeah, shit it cuts, it cuts both ways yeah. I mean the bell that when bell left I mean it was sad to see him go, but we would never have got that money from him again a season later. Yeah, where, where and he all, might have gone to shit. Where was all the pissing and crying when fucking Fazio left? They're both players for Tottenham. He's just because one shit, though. he's on loan though. Whatever, but he, just because he won shit to you, right? It means that you, you know, you're not. You, it's fine because they're shit and they're yeah. not good enough. But when they're great, ah, oh, they're, they're disloyal. It's I accept the hypocrisy. And I accept. That I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite. I mean, hypo- life makes hypocrites of us all. Um, you love that phrase, don't you? No, because it's, it's a fact. It's, it's a fact. I'm not. I'm not fucking perfect. So, you know, opinions change. Um, when Dembele was linked with leaving, I wasn't absolutely fuming about it. But now he's indispensable. Things change in football. It's true. Um, yeah. Alright let's go do some quick quick questions We've got one from R. Fuchs on 97 He says With the rumours around uh, The stadium talks uh, Sorry Naming rights uh, Picking up um, What would be the worst Possible outcome For the name For the new stadium Fly Emirates Yeah that would be bad Daily Mail Arena Shit like that. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's anything particularly good that could happen out of it. Like, I think they're all quite bad. To be yeah, uh, there was there was rumours, wasn't there, about um, Qatar Airlines? Mm. Um, that I mean, ethically, probably among the worst things. I mean, the only why is it ethically bad? Is this an airline? Well, yeah, but they're, they're bringing they're, they're they're an airline that benefits from bringing people into a country that has horrendous human rights. Human, okay, yeah, yeah. So that that would be the the argument against it. Um, I think that along Qatar Airlines, along with the Nazi party and does it still exist? Uh, Pol's Pop Party House uh, <laughs> Pol Pop Party House would be among the among the worst things Qatari lands shouldn't be accepted under any what, circumstances what would be the best ones? I'm hoping for the uh, the Strongbow Dark Fruits Arena or something <laughs> <laughs> Holston would be great but Holston oh, haven't got any money no one uh, it's not no very nice for either drinks it Packer uh, Bell Packer yeah, I, I it's um, there, there will be no there's no there's no good answer here I mean there's, there's the lesser of certain evils lesser of evils uh. yeah I'm um, um, I, look, I, 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 what we're all doing on the fighting cock is, is campaign to ensure that as many Spurs fans continue to refer to it as White Hart Lane because it hasn't moved. It's still a yeah. stadium. Do you think it will have some kind of reference to Lane in the title? Or do you think they're just going to completely forget about it all and just go for a stadium? Or? Well, based on what they've done with the stadium so far, and, 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 and they kind of seem to be taking the fans' considerations in... Mm-hmm. Fans' thoughts and, and hopes into consideration. I think that they might do something like that. Nike Heart Lane or something like that. That'd be good. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> Fucking nailed it, didn't you? I think Nike um, Heart Lane. That would do. I think Dortmund have a similar scenario. The stadium is sponsored by a big company, but they still call it the. You know, look, the, look. Sky Sports will call it whatever the commercial yeah, well, name like is. Yeah, James's Park, isn't it? That got the that got James's yeah. Sports Direct, but. Nobody fucking calls it Sports Direct or whatever. It's I think that because of the, the, the nature of that and how I hate it's it actually different. Is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
it would be the same way that they refer to Arsenal Stadium as the Emirates it would be absolutely soul destroying to refer to our stadium in a brand sense just because of the traditions of the game demand it shouldn't be that way and the fact that Arsenal fans just so readily bent over and took that Arab dollar right up their arse We've and just said, yeah, we, we play at the Emirates. To be fair, it's a new ground, though. Yeah, yeah that's a new ground. But if like, it was even, the same area, if it was to Highbury, yeah, but they wouldn't have probably called it that but, readily. Yeah, but see, before they named that stadium, it was called Ashburton Grove because that's yeah. where, where it was, and that's what. It, uh, if I was a fan, that's what I would call it. You'll never hear me on this podcast refer to whatever that new stadium is called at Spurs, uh, uh, anything other than White Hart Lane. It just won't happen. And I presume that many of our Spurs fans will feel feel the same. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, we're only going next door, so I think I, yeah, I can't see, I can't see it being called anything other than White Hart Lane. I love these caramel crispies; they are fit, aren't they? Yeah. You shouldn't really eat in the podcast, but I'm sorry, I have to. It's all fucking good. Caramel crispies, the loophole. Yeah, man. So, I'm do Matt Coker's question. Okay. Do you crispies. think the travel chaos leaving Wembley with just teething problems was just going to be a real issue next season? Mm. I can see the games as extra time, etc. There being a mass exodus and a ground being half empty at 10 pm. Matt Coker from well, Facebook. No, it shame won't. on you. Whoever leaves at fucking half time, shame on you. To be fair, I wouldn't have blamed them last week at Monica. That was pretty bad at the end of the game. Yeah, it was a nightmare, but when you, for two things, right? When you're at Wembley and you're playing against someone, you have half the stadium, and of that half the stadium, you perhaps get 60% of the capacity, which means that there's this, one team wins the FA Cup, one, one team wins, yeah. loses it, you leave this half the stadium to fill out, then the other team leave. So it's not an issue. This game, 90,000 or 85,000 Spurs fans all left at the same time. Fucking mayhem. It's, there's no way around this problem. You have to just put up with it. When Spurs play in the league games, we're not going to get 90,000. No, no state, 60, I think. The top tier will be empty. I think it's less than that. I think it was like 53 or something. Yeah. The top tier is going to be empty. Um, so it will be about, what is it, 60% as bad as it was that, that, that time. Fact is, look, you're you're building a new stadium. We're 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 lucky enough to be able to play in North London in Wembley. It could have been a lot worse. We could have been at Milton Keynes. We could have played down in Brighton. We could have played been any fucking where. There's going to be problems. You just got to put up with it. Get on with it. Go and watch the game if you want to, or don't go if you don't want to, and um, and just accept that it's just a part of this process of building a new stadium. There's enough fucking heartache and headache, not heartache, headache going into to building it. It's a part of, uh, of supporting Tottenham in the next two years. It's just the way. Yeah, and I always think the fact that we lost makes the journey home a lot worse as well. Like if we'd have won that game, it'd have been buzzing walking out. I think also we were the first ever team to lose five in a row at the new Wembley. So <laughs> shout out to us as well. Yeah, well done. Breaking records. Proper Tottenham. I love the fact that. Um, we had a record. Uh, it, was it actually a record tra- uh, capacity, home, yeah. home capacity? Because someone someone tweeted me. Man City said, "Oh no, Man City actually had 92." But as far as I understood, it was it was a record. Wembley. But what is great? No, not a Wembley. As a, as a home, so Main Road against some shit kind of Bolton or something that they played. They had 92. Of, that's what they said. But I think it just sounds like shit. But um, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, Oh yeah, so it's, it's, it's completely like Tottenham to have a record home attendance and then just just lose. Yeah, lose. <laughs> just one of those things, isn't it? All right. Um, so that was uh, cheers, Matt, for that. Um, we've got a final question from Adam Carroll E5. He says, with the league looking open again, would you sacrifice the cups for a clear run at it? Uh, deep down, we'd never win the Champions League. No, no. I think we're a cup team. Um, traditionally, I'd, I'd fucking love to see a bit of silverware. I would not. Wouldn't even think about it. To be honest, no. 
completely agree with Billy. No, but yeah. Well, are we a cup team because we never had a chance to win the league? Probably. <laughs> I, think, I think we were a cup team in years gone by. Well, I think it was just things changed very quickly because last last season we weren't really going for the league, but then it became apparent that we were going to compete for it, and um, and I guess that took priority over everything else. I'm not, and I think with the squad we have now, we're not going to see a Dortmund type team again. Where you know you, Bardi and Alex travel there, spend hundreds of pounds. I don't think we're going to see that again this season. A weakened team will have, I don't know, Sissoko, um, Jansen, Ranyama in it. You're not going to see Carroll, um, Onoma, and people like that in the team. So I think we've got a bit, I think the squad we have this season, we're not going to see any embarrassing teams in any game. Uh-huh. I would rather that we would go for the Champions League and try and. I'd just rather we just try and win every game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, so would I. But I mean, realistically, and just can't really expect it. Um, uh, can we win the Champions League? Chances are fucking minimal. Probably not. Um, uh, if we get into the knockout stages, last sixteen, it's probably acceptable. You get knocked out against a big team that you can't do much against. Fine. Uh, if we're challenging for the league come April, May, that'd be fucking brilliant. If we do all right in the League Cup and FA Cup, it's a great season. No one expects us to go out and fucking win the league and uh, do a cup double, but, you know... I just wanted to be as fun as last season, hopefully. That would be just like some some big glory nights would be good somewhere along the line. Oh, we'll get them. We'll get them. There'll be be great nights at White Lane this season, the final season at the stadium, Um, albeit with um, an arm missing in the corner. Um, But, yeah, I I don't think... the The problem is the word sacrifice... I don't think we ever sacrificed anything. I don't I think when Pochettino put out that team against Dortmund expecting us to lose, he reduced our chances, definitely, but he probably still believed that there was a chance. The fucking job of a manager is to, to make difficult situation, uh, difficult decisions. And well, he, he, but he bent off um, those players now, so I just don't... I think... I don't think we've got to sacrifice anything, I think. But then the, your goals change as the season goes on, as I said. I mean, the League Cup last season, we got knocked out very, very early doors against um, the scum. I just don't see why we can't challenge on all fronts. If we're going to win anything. If we get to the semi-final of that, suddenly that's the priority. Yeah. I think, like we're in a much saying. better position to challenge on more fronts. Controversial opinion, I think we should have been the League Cup off completely. I don't see a point of it. I don't think... No, not, not, not Tottenham, but oh, the off. competition. The competition as a whole. Mm. Fuck it off. It's completely devalued, man. Fair don't enough. see a point of having two cups. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, Pochettino probably would, would have liked more players coming through the door, players that are useful to him. Um, we are. We're still thin, I think. We've got, Especially up front. Yeah, we're thin up front. We're, you know, there's play, if you, if you want to compete on in multiple fronts, then we need a, a bigger squad of high quality. And, you know... Until he gets that, maybe that, that, that this all points towards actually spending in, in January. I don't think we will, but if we spent fifty million in January buying another couple of first team players, and who knows what we can do this season? But I, I come January, if we're always still competing on four fronts, then we're done well. I don't think we're that thin, personally. I think it's, um, I think we look thin because we all focus on the marquee position, which is up front. Mm. In you know, in the old era, we had four strikers, and I think in the four-four against Villa, all four of them on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, we had um, Defoe, Bent, Berbatov, Keane. Um, the fact that when you got front line, is it? and the fact that when you got two two recognised strikers in the, in the squad, the squad looks thin. I think in midfield, have got a lot of good cover and defence too. Um, I think I think the squad is as strong as it really could have been. All right. 
fair enough place to end it um, thank you very much for downloading the fighting cock once again thank you Billy for coming down Callum cheers champ once again below the belt podcast if you like boxing go and listen to that T thank you for coming down no problem I've been Flav and this has been the fighting cock podcast Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.